Hi, and welcome to Living Unleashed. I'm your host, Alex Runneman. This is a production growing out of my passion for identifying, questioning, and addressing the many challenges I face as an entrepreneur, father, and as a resident of my small Appalachian hometown. From community revitalization to work and business to health and everything in between, join me as we discuss the challenges, but most importantly, search for solutions that may assist you in your quest to unleash yourself and your community. Taylor County. I'm Alex Renham from Unleashed Tiger, and I'm here with John Taylor running for Board of Education. John, appreciate you coming on the program. Glad to have it. Uh, glad to be here, and uh, I thank you guys for doing this. Absolutely. And let's just start off with what, what is the Board of Education all about? As a board member, what does that role serve in our community? Well, the, the board role is to supervise the education that goes on in our county. Uh, and... Uh, you know, I, I have a little bit of experience with that. I, I taught in the county for 41 years, or I taught for 41 years. 35 of those years were in the county. I taught at both Flemington High School and Grafton High School. Uh, during uh, probably about half of that time, I was president of the local education association. And as part of that, I attended board meetings uh, just to keep up with what was going on with the Board of Education. So uh, I'm, I'm fairly familiar with what the board does. Uh, obviously, I wasn't in on the uh, executive sessions and that sort of thing, but, but, but I, I, I did do a lot with that. Uh, I uh, also, uh, once they in instituted faculty senates, during the last 12 years of my career, I was uh, faculty senate chair and I actually chaired the local school improvement council at Grafton High School for a number of years as well. Uh, and another thing I did, which uh, puts, you know, I, I was uh, a member of and chaired the last uh, facilities, 10-year facilities plan that uh, was put together in 2009. Of course, they put together another one in 2019 to replace that, but uh, boards of education have to have a facilities plan every 10 years, and, and I actually chaired that the last time we did it. Cool. Well, you, you just you, you went right ahead and asked, answered the next question I was asking you, so let me drive just a little more. <laughs> um, so what have you done in the recent past that, that you think has, has helped move Taylor County or Grafton forward that, that kind of positions you to, to make sense coming into a board member's PC? Well, uh, I'm a member of the... Uh, retired school employees, and I'm actually their state legislative chair and uh, volunteer on the AARP's uh, capital advocacy team. So, so I, I stay familiar with, uh, with legislation and uh, actually spend a couple of days a week down in Charleston <coughs> lobbying for retired school employees and for senior citizens in general. Uh, so I'm familiar with that, and that'll be another uh, familiarity that that will help in a, a board position uh, you know what am I what am I doing now uh, I'm on the board of health and I'm also on the board at the emergency squad where I was a volunteer paramedic for 23 years uh, I've got a passion for public service uh, and while while I was a volunteer paramedic uh, I got to deliver three babies and actually had seven cardiac arrest saves. So, wow. 
You know, when you hear pet paramedic, you're the, you forget that those are there's life and death situations. I know that's obvious, duh, but uh, when you hear it that way, you start racking numbers of lives you've brought into this world or kept into this world. That's pretty impressive. Um, that, and you may have just answered it about a passion for public service. Uh, you, you might be reading from my paper. I don't have. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, what it, why have you chosen the run? Why, why board? Why the Board of Education? Well, I feel like I have uh, a unique set of experience uh, as a previous teacher and uh, you know, leadership experience with the uh, with the education association and and so forth that uh, will give me experience to be an effective board member. Yeah. So, if you're elected, what's what's your strategy for a successful run in in the office? Well, first of all, to get to know what the board is doing now. Uh, uh, quite obviously, I don't sit on the board right now, so uh, uh, I, I need to familiarize myself with uh, with what's going on in the board right now, and uh, and with with education in the county right now. I do substitute a little bit once in a while. I have to get back and harass the kids a little bit, uh, but uh, I, I I had fun with my teaching career. Uh, that's one thing I'll miss as a as a board member. Because board members can't substitute as well. Uh, okay. <coughs> so, how do you define success for, for, as a board member? What, what, is, what does success look like for you? Well, uh, I think there are a number of, of places where, uh, and not to say that the the board and the school system isn't working towards goals already, but uh, I, I think improvement in teaching reading in the lower grades, uh, nobody should get out of third grade without being able to read at pretty much a third grade level. Uh, and I think that should be uh, our first and primary goal. Makes sense. With, with, that, with that strategy, how do you, how do you implement it? How, what, what can you do to make that a reality? Well, it's got to be a priority. And uh, it's got to be a priority with the educators and with the administrators and with the school board uh, and and it comes from the top down, and you know that needs to be the number one priority. Yeah. And then, kind of connecting to that, I always, anytime we're on camera, I always try to say it's it's not always about just the elected official; it's about the electorate, right? The citizens. What can they do to help? Because that's what's really you know where the force is. So, what could they do to help you achieve those goals? You know, certainly the reading goal or anything else you want to do at the board. Well, the primary thing, uh, you know, you you. There's the old saw, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Uh, kids get their drive from their parents. The parents are the ones that are the keys. We've got to reach out to the parents as a school system and as a school board and make sure the parents see that the children are engaged in their education. Uh, you know, that's that's a key. I, I believe that we need... Uh, social workers in the school system to go out to the homes and get those parents to engage their kids. Uh, and, you know, if, if the kids see that the parents think an education is important, then the kids will think the education is important and that'll make all the world a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what opportunities, what are the top opportunities available to us in this county from an educational perspective? What's, you know, we talk all the time about the, the, the troubles, and we'll talk about those in a minute. Um, but, but what are the opportunities available to us? Well, as an education 
uh, system, we're surrounded by counties that have colleges in them. Uh, and, and we can uh, and, and do interplay with those colleges. Uh, we, but more to the point, I think we need to engage more with, uh, with traditional employment, in other words, with, with the occupations, uh, and, and we need to have vocational education be a primary thing too. What do you think are some of the biggest challenges we face in terms of being successful in our education in the, in the county? You can lead a horse to water, <laughs> but you can't make him drink. Uh, the biggest challenge that we have is getting the parents to get their children engaged. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times I had really smart kids in some of my classes that just didn't want to get an education. They didn't see the importance of it. They didn't see the value of it. Uh, and you know, we've got to, from a young age, get the parents and the kids engaged in getting their education. You know, you had, I, I used to have kids tell me, I'm bored. And I'd say, boredom comes from within. Boredom is a lack of engagement in your education. If you are bored, it's because you're not involving yourself in what you're doing. We say that a lot to our kids. <laughs> hey, so um, a board member in this county is, is a leader in, in the county. And, and <coughs> when you look at things like what's happening now, and I, and I mentioned it here at recording time, we currently don't have any infections of the COVID-19, the coronavirus, um, in our county or in our state that, that, are, that are, we know of, yeah. right? right? That have been confirmed. Uh, likely by the time this is airing, they're probably going to be, be some... Who knows where it ultimately goes? But I bring that up as an example of things like that will come to this community that we didn't ask. Uh, you look at the opioid epidemic, uh, God forbid, school shootings, anything that, that will come and affect our community or our schools. How do you as a board member, um, how do you stay in front of those things? How do you, how do you keep a mind and, and present yourself as a leader to help the community uh, do the things we need to do to be able to survive or be ready for these things? Well, I've been a leader pretty much uh, of my career. You know, I was, uh, like I said, president of the Education Association, faculty senate chair. I was captain of the emergency squad for way most of the time. I was a volunteer paramedic. Uh, you know, so, so leadership roles is not something new to me. Uh, we need to have balance in all things. Balance is an important principle of life. And, uh, for example, with the COVID-19 thing. We shouldn't rush to close down schools because if it gets worse, we may need to close them down then. And so, you know, we need to have a balance in what we're doing with it. And we need to look, uh, we need to have an overall perspective, uh, not just a narrow tunnel vision of what we're doing with any given situation. A lot of that going on. <laughs> it's, Isn't it's that tough. the truth? Uh, on a national scene, I mean, you, you know, anybody you pop on social media or news or anything, perspective and, and broad focus are not two things you see much. Well, but, but that's the thing. As, as a nation, we are losing sight of the fact that we have a huge unfunded national debt. We can't let uh, our school system get into any kind of a debt situation, we, we need to critically look at the budget and make sure that 
we're kept balanced. Uh, you know, all of those things are part of, of running a good school system. But you've got to keep a good overview of the whole situation and not just get tunnel vision on. Yeah, makes sense. Seems like the only thing they can agree on in Washington is spending money. <laughs> um, so we got a section now where we, we polled the local um, community on questions in the county of what they wanted to ask of each office. And there, was a, there was a bunch for Board of Education, so I want to go through some of those. Um, school choice was something really, really uh, in the news a lot a couple years ago last year. This year, not as, as much. You know, the bill's passed, but discuss your strategy around, you know, obviously, you know, we have some influence in, in terms of what legislators may do, but ultimately the rule's been passed. What's happening? What's Taylor County, what's, what's your strategy from a Taylor County position on school choice? Well, I believe in public education. I was involved in public education for 41 years. Uh, you know, I, I think it's the function of the school board to provide public education. Uh, choice is a matter of things that, that uh, gee, it's cold in here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Those of you who don't know, we are in the Cohen building with no heat. Uh, there's lots of reasons for that. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, and if I'm shaking, it's because I'm cold, not because I'm nervous. <laughs> but uh, where were we? Uh, uh, school choice. We, we were back to school choice. I, I don't particularly believe in charter schools, if that's the question. Uh, I don't think they've been any more successful than public schools. I think our impetus should be to provide the best public education that we can and, and not, uh, not spread our resources too thin in too many various ways. Uh, now, as far as that's concerned, you know, the choice is up to the parents. Uh, and, and, and obviously, uh, I'll, I'll support the parents in their choices. Makes sense. Some of the, you can tell from some of the responses in that people get a sense that, that and I'm not saying this is exactly the way it is, but certainly a perspective of some in our community that, that the Board of Education acts as almost a fiefdom versus public service. And the idea of facilities being available to the public, um, what, what do you, you know, again, from the outside looking at, but you've been in the system, um, what, what can you comment in terms of what you might be able to do to help those folks who feel that there's, there's more of a controlling system and, and not necessarily a, a public servants of, of an attitude from the board? What, what's your perspective on that, or how could you help assuage that, those individuals that feel that way? Well, the school system belongs to the public. Uh, as a board member, it won't be my school system. It'll be the public school system. The school buildings belong to the public. They ought to be available for public use uh, within reason after school is out. And I mean, there's lots of things like, like for example, our retired school employees meets in the Mary Battle Room at, at Grafton High School frequently. Uh, there are, are some public meetings that are held. And, and, you know, literally, the auditorium at Grafton High School is the only facility big enough to hold a large public gathering. Uh, there, there isn't anything else in Taylor County that's comparable for it, to it. Uh, and we're, we're very lucky that we have that facility in Taylor County because, uh, you know, things like dance recitals and that sort of thing get held there and, and that's, that's as it should be. If you follow education at all in the state over the last several years or whatever, I mean, you can't miss the outcomes, right? The outcomes are not up to par with what any, most any of us would like to see. 
And so the question isn't, isn't to go beat what happens typically is then people throttle teachers and it's all about teachers. But in the private sector, in the real world, outside of that, when, when something's failing, when a company's failing or an organization's failing, it's the leadership who gets the pressure. And so when you look at how our state, our state education is set up, it's the governor and the legislature, the state board, and our county boards. And so I ask you, coming in as a county leader, um, what can we do in our county? And I know the, the quick answer is, well, the state's handcuffed us here, here, and there, and all that. I get all that. But what can we do at the county level to improve incomes? I'm sorry. Outcomes. Yeah, outcomes. <laughs> and incomes, ultimately. Well, but ultimately, yeah, outcomes. it will improve incomes. Uh, you know, it, it's, it goes back to what I said about engagement. The problem with education isn't the teachers. The problem with education isn't the school system as such. Uh, when, when I was in junior high school, we had a teacher who said, you can learn in a barn if the brains are there. Uh, that was his philosophy of education. I, I still believe that. The point is, it's not just whether the brains are there, it's whether the brains are being engaged in getting an education. And it goes right back to the home and right back to the parents and right back to the school system's engagement with those parents to get them involved. We were talking earlier about in, or outcomes. Here I am again with incomes. Outcomes at the county level, how can we improve them? And you had some, some great points. I would ask, what have you seen that's worked either here or elsewhere recently that you think could work here if, if it's not here already, you know, in terms of what counties are doing to change the dynamic and, and improve educational outcomes? Well, uh, I firmly believe that uh, the, the drive towards having uh, social workers work with the school system is probably one of the most important recent events or, or uh, that, that it can be a big help. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the problem with education is how engaged the students are and how engaged the families are in getting their students to be good educational citizens. If I possibly even get on my soapbox, we talk all the time on this about engagement, engagement, engagement. I mean, we are a representative republic. If we're not engaged, how can we expect anything else? Same thing with education, right? If we exactly. aren't engaged as a society, uh, we can't sit back and complain about uh, our, the, our lack of education in, in, in the community. I, I completely agree with you. So where should we start at the county level? Where's, where's like, if we, you know, you got to start somewhere. Where's our next step? What's the next thing we should target to try to improve our outcomes? Well... We already have some things in place. We've got uh, parent engagement uh, people involved with, with uh, the school system. Uh, we need to in expand on that as much as we possibly can, as much as we've got funding for. Uh, you know, I, I, I believe in engagement with the families. Uh, we need to have our PTOs and, and all of those organizations uh, reach out to other people to get them involved and to uh, to get those families involved in getting their kids in education. Yeah, that makes sense. You mentioned earlier about um, workforce preparation and not necessarily college prep, but work prep, you know, whether it's trade schools. Vocational. Or or vocational. Talk a little more about that in terms of, you, and you also mentioned, you know, that we have schools around us. How, how can we take more advantage? I know we do some things there. How can we take more advantage of those? Well, we can expand our vocational education as much as we can. We've got a good relationship with, uh, with Harrison and Dodgers at the Vocational Center over in, in Harrison County. Uh, we've got a good vocational center here 
that needs to be expanded as much as possible. Uh, and we need to get the kids involved in, you know, there are a lot of occupations where uh, kids can go out and get a job, uh, not right out of high school, but with a little bit of additional training and, and make just as much money as a college graduate with a lot less student loan debt. Uh, and we, we, need to, we need to test those kids, see what their, uh, their aptitudes are, and, and help them make a life for themselves. That's right, and those jobs are in high demand right now. I mean, yeah, they jobs, are. Uh, yeah, they are. They can't find enough people to fill them. Um, one of the things that came across from, from the folks in the community was in-school health clinics. Um, have they recently been, and I don't know, it's good you're the first interview in this, because I, I, I looked at this, and I, did we have in-health school clinics? What, have they been taken out? Well, what's, what's happening? The health department had uh, tried to establish a school-based health uh, function. Uh, and uh, it was growing, but it was just too expensive for the health department to keep up. Uh, I believe in school-based health. I think it's a good idea. Uh, those health clinics can keep not only kids but teachers and staff uh, in school. You know, if 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 a kid can can go get uh, uh, you know a, a quick look at, with a, a clinician at school, then they don't have to be out of school. Uh, so so those kinds of things can can be good. How do we do? How do we keep? So if it's out now, what is it a funding issue? Is it a is it a staffing issue? It's it's partly it's it's as much as anything a funding issue, uh, and and you know the the bottom line is money doesn't grow on trees, and you know it's it's a big funding issue. Yeah, makes sense. One of the other questions was about non-typical learners, um, special needs, those things. What what are we doing in the community? What could we be doing better to address those needs of, of folks that are non-typical learners? Well, uh, I have a daughter that's a special education teacher, so so uh, you know uh, those 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 folks are a special breed, uh, you know, and and we need to early on diagnose and uh, and approach the needs of the actual student. Uh, it, it needs to be student-centered, and it needs to meet the needs of, the, of those particular students as best we can. Uh, yeah, I think the education system as a whole is trying to do a good job of that, and, and, and I really think by and large they are. Uh, but, uh, you know, special needs students, you know, uh, you, you, you got to give them what they need, not not what the average student needs. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, one of the topics that's, that always comes up, often comes up when talking about schools is bullying. And um, there's, some, you know, there's a sentiment, at least within, within several, that have reached out to us that there's still a significant amount of bullying in the county. And uh, the, the idea, what, what strategies are working here or what strategies are working elsewhere that we, that we maybe want to implement or, or that from a board position you can help influence in terms of a culture, in terms of how our, our schools operate? Well, you've got to, it's like you said, in terms of a culture, you've got to establish a culture where bullying is not acceptable. Uh, and, I mean, unfortunately, it's human nature for some people to be bullies 
and other people to be victims. Uh, you know, that's just to a certain extent the way life is, but that doesn't mean we just have to accept it as being something that, that, that we don't approach. Uh, I, I think there has been a good effort recently uh, overall to say bullying isn't an acceptable thing and and we need to keep that in mind. The, the big thing is the other kids involved. Uh, you know, if, if there's a ring of kids standing around and one kid is picking on everybody else, if there are two or three brave kids that say that's not right and we teach those kids to say that, then that will be the thing that will stop bullying. Yeah, yeah. a culture of, of confidence and cooperation, not yeah. of uh, coercion. Yeah. Hey, we're on the, we're on the, the end here. We've got just a couple more questions, uh, and then we, we can go warm up. But um, for just a, a, a question we always ask for kind of just a, like a lighthearted question. I love this one that goes back in because uh, this, this is something that's near and dear to me. But what do you hold, what, 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 what are you most grateful for? Oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you what. I've got four grandchildren, and my son Jay and my daughter Julie that have my grandchildren for me both live right here in Grafton. I am so grateful for that. Uh, there are lots and lots of folks whose kids live in California, in you know, who knows where, and they never see their grandchildren. So... That's probably one of the things I'm most grateful for. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, as is customary on this program, at the end, we, got, we let you just uh, give the last word. So what is it you'd like to tell the people of Taylor County? Uh, well, I hope you'll vote for me. Uh, I'm not particularly running against anybody, but uh, I, I, if, if just my former students will vote for me, maybe I'll make it. So <laughs> thank you. Great. John Taylor, Board of Education, thanks for coming on the program. Good luck. <laughs>